On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if he who remains can conduct his Kang, Aru Court, in the Loki finale, if Superman can fight off Zod in Superman and Lois, and if Hellgate City is a nice spot to vacation. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show. Wait, no, the only show on the internet where anybody reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cass, and I will be the host of this episode. I um, I don't want to do this alone, though. I only want to do about 25% of the work, though, so I've brought some friends along to help me. First one is Mike. Mike, how's it going? It's going so great. Thank you for correcting your mistake from last week. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it was, that. It was for you. I didn't want any more notes from you. I'm I sensed s- it. I yeah. sensed it was a decision made of fear. Wait, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hello, my name is Ryan. Uh, what was the mistake? What the? You can't introduce yourself, okay? We're already like... I. This is Ryan. You are Mike. You can't... Let's not try to confuse I'm everybody. Mike. There's <laughs> vampire rules. No, I was saying this is Ryan pointing to him. I'm Mike. Caitlin that's is here. Ryan. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi. It's Caitlin, introduce Kay- Cassie. Oh, that's Cassie. <laughs> this, this that is one over Caitlin. there, you see it? All right, so I'm doing a bad job at this one. You could have given me notes on this one, Mike, but I did fix your first yeah. one. Um, but yes, we do have Ryan here. Ryan, hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Look at this polite boy that came in all of a sudden. He was getting on Ruly and became an all polite. Well, I didn't know that you would have me on a choke chain for the show, so <laughs> message received. <laughs> you're, you listen. Last week, I, I you gave me two whole notes between the two of you guys, and this is what happens. So be now aware a few of that. Quarter notes. Mm. Fuck off. That's a music joke. Yep, that's great. Um, I did bring <laughs> Caitlin to try to uh, help us here. Are you gonna? How are you gonna? Are you gonna calm this down at all, Caitlin? <laughs> well, I've actually been living in this room since the last time I was here. You guys forgot to let me out. Mm-hmm. So um, you smell like the studio. I you know have a studio <laughs> funk about you. I know it's the really funky thing, and I like to funk it up. And here we are. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm hey, Caitlin. <laughs> can you um, can you just be my ally on this episode? Can, um, can I just get nothing a- <laughs> cooler than begging people? <laughs> hey, hey, if I can pull Caitlin, you off to the side here, um, where it's join just me the and winning you. team. If it's just me and you over here, Caitlin, um, Mike, and I will Venmo you five bucks right now. Oh, five whole dollars. What are you gonna give me, Cassie? <laughs> I will let you out of the studio. Ooh. I will let you live free. That's tempting. That's tempting. <laughs> but what can I do with $5? I in the yeah. studio? Nothing. <laughs> Very no, true. No, we're adding a vending machine. Oh, oh shit. Do you hear that? And it's all Bitto Honey. Ooh. She'll eat anything, so it's not anything we'll do. <laughs> You're going to get straight bit. Well, you guys, um, we do have a pretty big episode just alone for what we're covering for the main event, which is going to be the Loki finale. But before that, we're going to have some fun. And uh, our show's got nominated for a lot of Emmys. And we're going to celebrate that uh, coming up right now. It's formal wear time. Thank you guys all for dressing up. Um, Caitlin, the three-piece suit, looking real good on you. Thank you. Um, Ryan, I knew you'd always look good in a red suit. It's a bold choice, that burgundy, but I appreciate it. Mike, um, the shirtless uh, look underneath the top coat. Hell yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. 
been working out during COVID. <laughs> all right. Um, but we did dress up because we are celebrating all the these. shushies. Not the shushies. Not what this the time. There's the f- something bigger, No. Ryan. My no. interview with Kevin Barry of Hellgate City Companion. Nope. That's going to be later. That one we oh. can dress down for. Well, I mean, that's up to you. We can still stay fancy for that one. But no, this one is definitely bigger than the shushies. I don't know about that interview. Yet to be determined. But um, this one is the Emmys, guys. We finally get to celebrate the Emmys because we have shows nominated for Emmys. Can I, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, nothing had ever been nominated before last year. <laughs> <laughs> ever. In the uh-huh. history of comic book TV, nothing was nominated before last year. And then last year's comic book TV show, do you guys remember? Also won Watch- almost all the shushies. Well, uh, Watchmen? Watchmen? Kaylin, yeah. Kaylin got it, yeah. yeah. Um, and now we have all of these shows nominated. So... Yeah. Did Watchmen open up the gates? Like, yes. was Watchmen like the, I don't want to say something about civil rights leader because that wouldn't mm-hmm. be appropriate. But, <laughs> or are we just, did Watchmen, instead of like making it okay to nominate them, are we just now in a much better time where they deserve to be nominated? Yeah, I think it's more of like it opened it up where people realize that like these shows, some listen a lot of the seat, like CW is not doing anything with them, but other shows are doing stuff with them and they should be recognized, so... Cassie, I can't believe you'd say that on this, the 150th episode of The Flash. <laughs> you would denigrate them like this. Well, for those who saw, maybe. I think they know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, we do have a bunch that were nominated. So I just kind of want to talk about all the awards that we have. Was there any that you guys were like surprised, to, like super excited to see, or you thought should have been nominated and wasn't? Oh, like from what wasn't? From yeah. the shows that weren't nominated? I don't oh, should we, t- we should probably talk about the shows that were nominated first. Okay. Let's do that. I like that better. Um, sadly, we do have to report the boys did get five nominations. Yeah. Um, do you guys feel like this one's deserved? What kind of journalism is that? What's yeah, that's this poor journalism. I'm, I'm surprised that it was Outstanding Drama Series. That That is that's pretty... insane. C- because it's so tongue-in-cheek, I did not expect... It seems a little too goofy. It That is going up against like Handmaid's Tale and Perry Mason. Yeah, that's yeah. that one's got some... <laughs> Heavy hitters. You know, just like the Oscars, sound mixing, visual effects, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's mm-hmm. original music and lyrics. Is there, I forgot, like, we're the boys and we'll fight your boys. <laughs> it was the musical episode that was better than the Lucifer musical episode this year. Do you think visual effects is all coming from the gills? Did we get to see the gills this season? Yeah. Doesn't the chick finger his gills? Is that that was this I thought that was last season. I can't remember. Oh, the whale. How could you... The whale. The whale. whale. That's probably where all the visual effects nomination is coming from. And uh, Homelander and Stormfront sex scene. Mm. That was a lot of visual effects. Mm, Great. Uh, I don't see how it couldn't win those. What a great show. But outstanding drama series, like... Come on. Honor to be nominated. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, the boys. Like, That's I like the you, Dark Knight Award. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like... It might be with I May Destroy You too. It's got some crazy ones with it. For drama series? Yeah. Um, then we also got... Um, Umbrella Academy with four nominations. This is one I kind of forgot about Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Like it kind of sneaks in there. I did not expect that one to get any nominations, to be honest. It kind of mm. went down there. I, the first season I thought was really good. Second season, I don't know if it. Just... Oh, what a way to be so wrong. Really? <laughs> yeah, the second season was so much better than the first season. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't agree. <laughs> but yeah. That's okay for that you're wrong. But see, this is what's crazy to me is that. How were these shows not getting nominated for these? Umbrella Academy is cinematography, fantasy, sci-fi costumes. Man, is there a lot of Emmys. 
uh, sound editing and special visual effects in one single episode. An episode. Some of these awards. <laughs> yeah. But how were comic book shows not getting nominated for these awards before watching? Yeah. Yeah. Like some of these are specifically catered for them. Like the one you can get to a singular episode. Like you just have to put them work in one episode and possibly get an Emmy. I wonder if just Watchmen blew up budgets and then Disney mm-hmm. Plus ran with that. Yeah. Whereas before the budgets were so small, like they were, they were closer to like Hercules and Xena than they were... You know, Avengers Endgame. Hey, yeah. some of them still are. Looking at you, the Flash. <laughs> Flash <laughs> we get to dunk on the Flash. I don't do the costumes, so it's nominated for fantasy and sci-fi costumes. But like, it's normal clothes they're all in, right? Like, is it? Well, like, this is they? how old people. They're like, it's a little different because some of them wear domino masks and mm. some of them wear schoolboy outfits. Like it, it, that. It like. I could say it's good while being like it's a way to like they it, they know it's not going to win for period because period shows are actually going to win that award mm-hmm. for period costumes so they're going to they're pushing it towards this. But like what about like Game of Thrones or The Witcher? Like is that that's sci-fi fantasy not period, right? Right. So then Umbrella Academy screwed. I mean, not Game I of Thrones so. wasn't nominated, but I'm sure shit like The Witch is going to win. special effects in a single episode, 743, and I'm pretty sure I remember the episode. It's when the whole army of briefcase carriers show up. I there was a lot it. of special effects there. That's on, at, at on that the one, Dallas Street. Is it just numbers? <laughs> like, like, look, How they inarguably <laughs> had 743. You had 62. They were better, but you only had 62. <laughs> oh, no. You're not talking about the, the opening episode with the Dallas Street. You're talking about the big war at the, the barn. The big yeah, war. the finale, yeah. Um, you guys, if we're going to talk about ones that are for sure going to take this category, um, Lucifer got one nomination, Outstanding Choreography for its musical episode, and I feel like this is a sure-in for it. What else could win Outstanding Choreography? We're going to have a draft after this, and so I don't want to, like, reveal my strategy, but if you fucking pick this to win, (laughs) you are a... This was terrible. Like, (laughs) on the football field, just... I swear to God, Mike and I could choreograph something better with it. Give us five uh, minutes. They yes, had a mar- and we can barely dance. They had a marching band, though. They had to choreograph a <gasps> marching band. So, okay. you know what? But it's going up against Dolly Parton. Yeah, Dolly Nobody's going to fucking take down Dolly. <laughs> and it's going against Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have faith in Little Lucifer, okay? Um, but then we also have Falcon and Winter Soldier with five nominations, including guest actor. We got Don Cheadle. Okay, yes. so there, there's a lot of press about this. Uh, Don Cheadle had to put a tweet out that said, I didn't make the nominations. Please leave me alone. Because people on Twitter were screaming at the fact that his 42 se- And I thought we all liked Don Wasn't Cheadle. 98 seconds. 98 we, seconds. Yeah. We love Don Cheadle. He just didn't do it. And even he yeah. says, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you know what? Those 90, it's all it takes, and you can get a nomination if you're Don Cheadle. But they do have, I think I think they could do good at the stunt one. They got stunt coordination and stunt performance, and I yes. feel like something here is where it could really shine. Uh, have people multiple times uh, throw a shield on the ground and slide on it, mm-hmm. and you will have my vote. Yeah. yeah. Especially Reminds w- you of being a little kid, sliding down hills on those little disc things. Oh my God, I would love to do that right now. And then the big one taking 23 nominations, WandaVision. Wow. WandaVision came in so hard. It's literally nominated for almost everything. Did this surprise you guys? Yes. It was a little surprising. How many? I think th- it's so funny because it's, it's a geeky show like ours are, which are normally ignored. And it's a sitcom rip- like well, homage. And sitcoms are often... Uh, derided and don't earn things so it's just like but it's a way that they're like well it's smarter than all of them because it's two of them at once 
But but I mean, think about what you just said, though, Mike. This is the these are the awards for television, and WandaVision is a love letter to television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe it makes total sense. Yeah. Which is that like the Oscars? Like how the Oscars yes. love when there's stuff about them? Are they going to love this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They gave the, the artist best picture. <laughs> they do this one where they have heavy hitters, obviously, with their actors and actresses, which they were all nominated for, all the heavy hitters. So. Which every other show that we're talking about today. Other than Watchmen, this is the only one that got actual legit acting nominees. Right. Yeah. Because you like you, you can award them visual effects awards, but you're not gonna nom- or award the acting. Yeah. Also, speaking of the visual effects ones, I feel like this show has the strongest chance of doing any visual effects one. Yeah. I, f- I don't know if it's just because of like the bubble I keep picturing, but like there w- I feel like there was a fair amount of visual effects work. And uh uh, you know, Vision himself a little bit. Right. Plus the fact and different kind. The fact that right. this was our first TV show of the D-plus era, mm-hmm. and it didn't look that much different than the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, even if mm-hmm. Captain America and Loki, which was probably not eligible, even if they got better than WandaVision, it was our first. And we were like, God damn! Mm-hmm. That was like a movie! <laughs> we all went, Aziz Ansari. <laughs> this original music and lyrics award makes sense. Yes. Where, yeah. Versus the boys. <laughs> it does not. But they did original music in every episode. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. Then you know what? Knowing that, that's interesting. That's a fun fact. Thank you for that, Mike. <laughs> um, the one I never know how to judge is like sound editing and stuff. Like all of them are like, except for the one episode of Lucifer, obviously all over the place. Like everyone else. That should get the Razzie <laughs> for sound editing. It was so yeah. fucking bad, man. Ooh, there's a lot of hate for this Lucifer episode. <laughs> it sucked, dude. Ooh. Ooh. They just really think they could do a better one. So when they feel like they can come for the title is what well, I Well, I know don't have your singers whisper and have the music <laughs> be weird mid and then be able to hear all their footsteps. Mm. I know that's not going to win sound mixing award. Typically when Caitlin says so- or anybody says something like there's a lot of hate in this room, mm. it gives the opportunity for people to like hedge their bets. But Mike just scream. It's getting a little much right here. Normally people will let their foot off the gas and he was like Never. floored it. <laughs> I poured more gas into my tank while driving. <laughs> but all right, you guys, since so many, we have so many nominations, you know how we love a good draft over at Your Pop Filter. So we're going to draft, we're going to try to see who can get um, the most shows that will actually win an Emmy here. And this could go, like, just because, you know, Watchmen aside, we're in new territory. So we might all tie zero to zero to zero to zero. Oh, like, oh we gosh. should prepare ourselves for that, you know? Does Lovecraft, Lovecraft County, country, Whatever it's called. Does Lovecraft Country count? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Those are the words I was looking for. Yes. No, no, I think like Mando, that is adjacent to our shows, but is not based on the comic book. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that's that's actually a heavy hitter competition against ours again. Mm-hmm. So um all right, so draft order here. Are we gonna do snake first yes. of all? Always a snake with snake a draft? Eyes. Gotta love a snake. All right. Um, let's do, do we care about, how do we settle a draft order here? Cause this is, this Just is choose big. it. Okay. So we're going to go Caitlin, Ryan, Mike, me. Yay. Thank God. Ooh, Cassie <laughs> gets that double swing. Double swing. All right, Caitlin, first pick. Don't blow it. What um, do you think? I'm going for Falcon and Winter Soldier for stunt coordinators. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. that, huh? the stunt coordinators that worked on Falcon and Winter yes. Soldier. The way she said it, it's Falcon and Winter Soldier as the stunt coordinators. They coordinated they, everyone. They did not actually do anything. <laughs> yeah, think- they're like those actors who say, well, the writers don't really do anything. I made all my lines. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's what Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan said about the stunt. <laughs> the stunters. All right, Ryan, 
Your pick. Uh, I'm going with Pop Filter Hall of Famer Catherine Hahn for oh, Band of 49 Oh, I knew. I figured he was going to go Catherine Hahn. Uh, she is a yeah. wink away from winning. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's <laughs> a very strong one. I think you that one, if she doesn't, would be wild. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I'm taking WandaVision for original music and lyrics. Okay. You know and what? After your fun fact, good pick. <laughs> just so we know, this is not the music from the show. This is this is literally in a nomination for uh, it was always Agatha. You were oh gotcha it's for the one song yes. not for the whole all not of all it. yeah I'm still taking it no, it's still it's, a banger of a song best, uh, oh <laughs> the best what that sitcoms board. what sitcom songs started playing in clubs and people just listened to it over and over. <laughs> <laughs> They were also nominated for three other music things, so I just wanted to make sure that Mike is clear. He has always Agatha. Okay. Agatha all along. Excuse me. Yeah, and you can drop your ass to Agatha all along. So, <laughs> um, for I'm going to draft um, outstanding writing for a limited or anthology series, WandaVision, just because it's nominated three times in that category. Uh, do you get so, all three? No, if I feel like if I just get one, right? Like I'm just nominating WandaVision. So if they win that, that's just a point, right? <sighs> That's three different awards. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's up to Caitlin I'll take it. It's up to I'll take three points for it. No, no, no. Like, I'm saying that you, there's three of the five nominations are WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And so you just, you should have to pick yeah. the episode. Yeah, I think you have to pick the episode. You can't just be like, I'm taking well, most of the nominations for this one category. Okay, as a person leading this here, I feel like I should be able to. Because um, does anybody know what episodes were nominated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah scrolling down we're finding it okay it is all new halloween spooktacular okay mm-hmm. solid one that uh yeah that's the malcolm in the middle one uh, uh that's filmed the, before uh, lives that's the wanda and vision in original costumes one yeah Fil- but this is for writing, writing not for costumes uh filmed before a live studio audience which i believe is the pilot mm. and previously on which of course is finale the episode finale. four the finale. Okay. All right. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to go with um, the filmed in a live studio audience. I would have done the finale. Yeah. That's it's probably, it's probably the that. better one, but you know, it's okay. Well, you could do it right now because your second pick yeah. yep. is right now. <laughs> I could. I could indeed. Oh, yeah. You should just slip. Get all three of those. <laughs> That'd be what? so fucking funny. <laughs> Let's go for it. I'll go ahead and go for um, the finale one. Oh, Damn. you should do two. Two for. And now we're back to Caitlin for your second show. What are you drafting? It's Mike. You, you skip me. Oh, you skip snake right over version. Me. Okay. Yeah. What? It, yours is chaos. Oh no. You you wouldn't get two p- picks if it wasn't snake version. You my shit. Rules. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Everyone is mad right now, and I'm here for it, and I want it to get madder. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and and move on from WandaVision and do Umbrella Academy for special effects in a single episode. Ooh. All because of numbers there, huh? All because they did 793? 743 is so many. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. All right. If I have the order right, it's now Ryan. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm going to stick with WandaVision because it's stupid to move off of it. Um, <laughs> lead actor in a limited, in, limited oh, series fuck. anthology That's or movie That's what I was going for next. Is a really shitty category. And what we don't know is what the Emmys are going to do with Hamilton. Are uh, they going to uh, be cool with it? And like, just give it all the awards, or is it going to be like, all right, Hamil- it's time for Hamilton to move on. It's, this is not a TV show, or there's nothing TV about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think Paul Bettany is going to sneak in there and win Whew. as a robot. That's a very strong Plus, pick. 
uh, I don't think it's brave to say Paul Bettany is a infinitely better actor yeah. than Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, it's not a stretch. Okay, Caitlin. Damn, he got the one I was going to do. So I guess I'll go to my backup one, which is outstanding choreography for scripted programming. Oh it's Lucifer! God. Oh, fuck, you took it from me! Yeah. <laughs> now try and finish this! <laughs> if it fucking wins, we're going to have to smell so many Caitlin farts. <laughs> That's what she does when she's happy. I do. I hope this one wins so bad. All right, now do I get another pick? Or it's how many? Caitlin's turn. No, goddammit. Oh, no. Why would you get all of the picks? I want always? all of the picks. Wow, I sure wish I knew the Mandalorian wasn't based. <laughs> I have a lot of Mandos. And love I sent a document to all of you. <laughs> okay, but when you see the Mandalorian nominated, you're like, yes. Wow. Okay, fuck the document Ryan spent so much time and effort making. You know what? I'm going to take all of Watchmen from last year. <laughs> I feel like that's a safe bet. You can for sure do that one. Oh, wow. I think I'm going to go for uh, the best outstanding period or character makeup for WandaVision. That's going to do so good. Yeah, that's, I think well, that's very smart. I know do. you barely understand what you're saying right now, but I think that's a really smart pick. I do think they could take that one because the very first, they went through all the time periods. Like, how could they not get that one? Yeah, exactly. That's, they knew as they were doing it, they're like, we're going to crush this gonna, niche <laughs> nomination at the Emmys. I'm going to destroy this. Okay, um, I don't, I don't know how an order works anymore, so I genuinely don't know. Like this, <laughs> Ryan, and like this, so, and like this, and like this. It, that's a, the the problem is you've never you don't know what a snake is, I'm, so, I'm so it, doing it serpentine doesn't make anything to you. I'm it's so Ryan's scared. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with WandaVision visual effects is still out there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about how it's the best, and then nobody took it, so I will then. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go three for three with WandaVision, and I will do visual effects. He's really playing the safe game by going with WandaVision here. Playing the game to win. Mm. What a strategy. Mm. You pussy. <laughs> Live on the edge a bit. Uh, Mike? Oh, she did it. <laughs> yeah. She did it correctly. And now, Caitlin took period or character hairstyling, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Just needed to make sure. I'm going to take period, period and character makeup. Makeup. From WandaVision. From WandaVision. Okay. Cool. All right, that one is against the Queen's Gambit. Do you think that's going to come for its steez at all? Uh, steez, that's a word. She does got those eyes. She got I'm them sticking eyes. To it. Those eyes are real, though. Those are not <laughs> special effects. Okay. That's true. Now, me. Yep. Do I get one pick? Well, do you want to do, do I feel like this should be, here? yeah. Okay, so yeah. one more pick. Okay, cool. I'm going to go, Caitlin, did you get stunt coordination or stunt performance? Uh, coordination. coordination. She got coordination. coordination. All right, I'm going to go performance then Ooh. with Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> Ooh, did you see what she did? And um. that is it for our drafts. We'll have to see. Does anybody know when the Emmys are? Nobody cares. Mike, do you want to have a recap? <laughs> yeah. Caitlin has for Falcon and Winter Soldier stunt coordination, for Lucifer choreography, Ooh. and for WandaVision period character hair and make No, hair. <laughs> what period, a fun game this was. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do you last, Ryan, for a reason. Cassie has WandaVision writing for live uh, in front of a studio audience. WandaVision writing the finale and Falcon and Winter Soldier stunt performance. I have original music for Agatha all along. Uh, FX That's a win. for. That's a win. Yeah, I got, well, I got one. Uh, FX for Umbrella Academy because they have 743. Let's not forget. <laughs> and WandaVision period character makeup. And Ryan has Catherine Hahn. Paul Bettany and visual <laughs> effects. Ryan won this. I don't care what the Emmys are going to say. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. It does seem like it's going to go to Ryan, though. Um, I think it's time we go on to our main event, though. 
In the season finale of Loki, Loki and Sylvie meet He Who Remains, aka Jonathan Majors, aka the future king, the Conqueror. While He Who Remains monologues and tells them to low down, Mobius confronts Ravina about her actions. Taste buds, I ask you this. Even with an actor as charismatic as Jonathan Majors, how did Loki handle its finale of essentially an episode-long info dump? I, th- okay, so the conversation, as it were, as it was, I thought was really interesting, you know? And it did a good job of cutting away. Yeah. I think that it had more stuff to cut away to that it didn't, or like it should have spent more time on the cutaways. We can get to that, to that in a second. But the actual conversation was, I thought, very engaging, and I didn't feel, like, wh- where I start to lose is like, the timelines are built like this. And if a timeline goes like this, then it goes like this. And like where it feels like I'm in a literal science class, mm-hmm. that right. sucks. I thought this was all interesting. Uh, my well, issue was with the performance, which I know a lot of people were super into. And I, this is one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he was a little Brad Pitt from 12 Monkeys. A yeah, I was going to say, with that place. crazy eye and the hair. Uh, no, I, I, I get the Brad Pitt. I was thinking Brad Pitt from Snatch, actually. So <laughs> no matter what, Jonathan Major should be complimented. We're comparing him to Brad Pitt. And two performances uh, Ryan and I specifically don't like as much as the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but it's what I liked about Jonathan Majors in this role is we haven't had a Marvel villain like this who is, he's reveling in it. Uh-huh. And so I liked that. And that he's, I've only seen, I love him, but he's only been very serious. Roles. Yeah. And this, he was just like, we're all goofy villains here. Uh, but he really was just like a kid's TV show host. There was a. In, th- there's a couple of line readings. See, that was the thing is that like it felt like he chose a character where he could read the line however he wanted, right? Because he's a little off, his rocker. Uh, but there was a couple of them where, one, he just starts screaming at Sylvie. Mm. Like, Sylvie's like, you're the bad guy. And he's like... Hypocrite! Yeah. <laughs> Liar! John Malkovich. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, like, and then remembers, like, oh, wait, and I'm crazy! You know? Just <laughs> keeps bouncing back and forth between that. I... I really loved it. I'm with, I don't know if it's because I didn't know who he was before, so I had no expectations, or I'm just a dumb dumb. I just saw a crazy guy and I was like, hell yeah, let's go for this. And it wasn't our typical end of the episode, I am the villain. Yeah. Right. He did, like, when he, like, when the timeline hit where he no longer knew what would happen, like, his eyes genuinely lit up. I think I just have a low bar for an actor. I was like, look at this guy act. <laughs> no, that, 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 those eyes lighting up, because I think that's why he, he is one of the greats right mm. now, is his eyes just did a little thing. Yeah. It's when he wasn't doing little things. He's going to It's too when big. he was like, I'm going to go big. But I think it's also, <laughs> he did that because he's like, well, I do have to talk for 45 minutes of this 48 minute long finale, so mm. I'm going to. Yeah. try to be able to do whatever I want. I think mostly it worked. There were just a couple moments that got choppy. I was, uh, it was a lot of monologuing and I thought I wouldn't have liked it, but it was just so quirky and I didn't know where he was going to go. And I think that is what kept me in. Just yeah, all that. He maybe had to make the different levels, like go from screaming to serious just to keep people into a dude sitting at a desk telling a story. Yeah. And they did the thing that they, people claim that they do all of the time, but they actually don't. Killmonger wasn't right. Killmonger had a couple of interesting points, but Killmonger (laughs) was a piece of shit. For the most part, Kang is correct. Yeah. If he dies, things go bad. Yeah. And we want to be like, we want to hate the person who sits on the wall watching us. You know, we want to, we want to hate the the army for protecting us, even though they do terrible things. And we do, and we should, we should hate them. But uh, for him, for like he, there's no reason to not believe that he is crazy. And if he is to be murdered, things will be way, way, way worse. 
And that all of it always is makes stuff more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, like, that is the true, but I think from what I understood why Sylvie was, like, so against it was just the fact that he was taken away free will, essentially, like, controlling mm-hmm. the free will part is the only, like, argument that I think she really relied on. But motherfucker, okay, so, and I get this, but Sylvie got a little two-dimensional for me because... One, she was just controlled by rage, which I get. Like right. she had talked herself into revenge, and that was the thing that was controlling her. Yeah. But motherfucker, you got to God. Mm-hmm. Like you got right. all the way to God. At a certain point, there is somebody, you know, in a fantasy or real life, if that's how your religion rolls, that it that is sort of controlling things. You are talking and, to them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I do think knowing it isn't controlling it, though. I guess. By having his team of people kill certain versions. The other timelines, yeah. Yeah, that that is more controlling. (laughs) Because the the thing is, you make your decisions to protect the status quo, and that those decisions are always straight up evil. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I I really, throughout the series, I loved Sylvie. I think Sophie DiMartino crushed it. My, My biggest issue is from this, and it's not an arc, but from the finale to where we met her, the, the version of her we met where there's all these bombs going off at once, I've been playing you all for fools for years, is so different than who we've seen mm-hmm. and spent time with. They, they kind of forgot the mastermind the minute her and Loki started talking. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. didn't seem like, oh, and you have a plan. Her plan is like, sword through belly now. And yeah. this also seemed like she was tricking Loki into being in love with her so that she could control him. Right. Mm-hmm. But in the past, it seemed like that was not the case. She was actually in love. And uh, maybe what it sounds like is we're describing a nuanced character, but the way that it was delivered felt more like, we just need you to do whatever this scene needs you to do. And mm-hmm. I do think, talk about what they do with their eyes. Her kiss with Loki, I think she delivered, I do want to kiss you right now, but this kiss is a farce. Yeah. Like, this is so I can win. The music didn't say that, though. The music no. was like, oh, this is the most romantic moment in television <laughs> history. <laughs> and was... then if... Sorry, go right. Jessica. I was going to say, if, it is, if the whole show is in service to Loki, which sucks because there is an ensemble, uh, then it did, it, because when he said, can't you see this is bigger than our experience, no version of Loki we've ever met will say, can't you see mm-hmm. it's bigger than us. And so I do believe Hiddleston's arc from the first episode to now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the only one that arced because I think, Ryan, you said that like it felt like a disservice almost to Sylvie mm. because she was a mastermind. She always calculated and that's what made her different than Loki because Loki, he always just kind of acted on his whim whereas they switched roles completely right here mm-hmm. and he was like, well, maybe he's right. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do this. Let's listen to this animated Miss Minute person. And that's um, and Loki's learning. like This is why you don't play the leading man because they're fucking chumps. Yeah. Like Finally, he's you know a, a Chris. You know, he's acting like a Chris and all you do is get hurt. That was the other good thing, too, about the comparison between Major's performance and Hiddleston's performance is that Loki has become this leading man, this person in love. And now Major's is the one who's like, (laughs) and maybe that wasn't exactly like Loki from Thor and the first Avengers movie. Mm. But at this point, Loki is not remotely like that. And now Major's is taking up the I'm a crazy egomaniacal Looney Tune, mm-hmm. but but I do think one I do believe he is not who he was in Thor and the Avengers, but I do think he everything we've seen he's grown where he's watched himself and people he's loved die over and over and mm-hmm. over again. So that that hopefully makes you grow. And Majors every once in a while is unhinged, but I don't know if I do think he's egomaniacal. I guess it's egomaniacal to say only I could save it, but he's no longer saying that because now he's saying please take over. The plan I, is good. I just can't do it anymore. I think if your hype can be true, but you can still believe in it too much. You know, uh-huh. like there's nothing modest about. He Look, who superhero remains. show show yeah. is the best comic book television podcast. That is true, but am I a little too into it? For sure, I get what you're saying. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's just the fact that he was like, you know, there was so many of us from all these different timelines and like I was the one who could like solve it. Like out of all these great minds, we all congratulated each other and I was the one who was like, let me harness Elias and like get this settled. Yeah, and what you did was you were the one who saw that it wasn't tenable as it was, mm. but you're also the one who probably fucking killed every single one that was like right. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> there was a Kang like genocide, you know, mm-hmm. like he just wiped them all out. Yeah. And no problem with it. Um, with Loki and Sylvie. So, like, it was... I was s- bummed with this kiss because it was obviously yeah. just for the play. But do you think... So, like, he... Loki had to get... Th- you know, he got thrown back and you had to see him, like, pick himself back up. Do you think that was him convincing himself that, like... Like, does he know it was... Does he think it's a farce or is he just, like... I? It's so hard to see where this is going now with those two. I think he's still in love yeah. with himself. Uh, <laughs> with Lady Him. And yeah, I think season two is going to be about like getting her back more than it's going to be fighting Binding. for the real timeline. Yeah. And then we did mention uh, Miss Minutes. Uh, Ryan, how did you like this darker vision? I know you've been a big fan. Uh, do you mean a uh, person who should have been best supporting? <laughs> or was it sidekick or best supporting actress that she lost? Um, yeah, no. For her to just pop up and be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was horrifying. Um, but I honestly think, Cassie, that she was done the least dirty out of all of the supporting players in this <laughs> yeah. episode. You know, I do think that we're developing this problem here, especially with non-CW shows with uh, these like essentially miniseries. I know that Loki has a season two, but all of these miniseries that you use all of these supporting characters for as long as you need them. And then I, I was not I was. Left very satisfied by Loki and mostly Sylvie and Kang, but not by anybody else. Yeah. No, like, yeah. So, oh, Mobius? Like, Mo- for oh, Mobius. He got thrown on the ground. He just got, he kind of fell to and the then ground. His, his last, like, we see a different version of him, but his last thing is, what? <laughs> and not yeah. like, isn't hilarious for making Owen Wilson confused? Like, they just also went like, uh, he doesn't know what's going on. Like, yeah. he said, what? Wow, I'm Owen Wilson. Wow. And then that was it. <laughs> Owen Wilson. And that's why she left the room. <laughs> but yeah, his, like, one, like, he was taken out so easily. Like, he tripped himself, essentially. Like, that whole scene was such a bummer with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he in love with Ravenna and wanted her? Like, any excuse that I make for that is stupid. That, yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> that was just... And, and in the meantime, we had this awesome choreography. We've been talking about uh, Sylvie's fight choreography for the last, like, three mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Not in this Ravenna Mobius no. thing. No. That was not the choreography that you know we've been adjusted to. Yeah, and then did this make you feel for? Is it Ravenna? Is the head lady? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Did so you know she is so desperate to cling on to like she still had a purpose and what she was doing was right. Which did that make you feel for her at all? Because before she's been you know like terrible. I think it it makes her more human. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel for her. Yeah. I get what she's saying, but she's still a Looney Tune. Is like, I will keep doing bad things to ensure all the bad stuff I did is kind of good. Yeah. Versus, like, she's doubling down on her zealotry because it has to matter. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, I made mistakes because I didn't know and now I can fix it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this episode had its own priorities, but it bought and sold, or sold and then we bought all of King's motivations and arcs more than it, more than it did for Ravenna the entire yeah. six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get um, this one. So we have all that happening. We get everyone done dirty. And then this, it just leaves the Marvel, like, whole universe, ev- the future of Marvel in chaos. And are you yeah. guys excited about that? Or just pumped? Bumped? I can't no. wait. I'm just so like, fucking pumped for that. I'm the, excited for the possibilities of everything. 
because there's just so many branches. It's just like it looks like veins. There's just so many opportunities to do mm-hmm. whatever. Now Squirrel Girl can come in. So finally, Squirrel Girl. Yes, it's like everything we've wanted. I mean, we knew that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness were both coming out, right? Yeah, and we both know that they were going to deal with s- multiverses, but to have it all come from the sixth episode of a Disney Plus show right. that is like that is gonna literally change everything. So like for as as far as we know, uh Shang Chi does not take place in the MCU. Yeah. And then right at the end he sees like a little pink stripe and he's like, Oh, I'll go into that. And yeah. then, you know, like it really does change literally everything. Which is and insane. I think it's gonna connect to what if, because all what if is is nine multiversal episodes. Mm. Like and to, to be able to, to introduce Thanos on a TV show, it's cool that they're like, no, when we said this matters, fucking get Disney Plus. This matters. Yeah. <laughs> and then the all of the different Mobiuses that we're going to see on the show Wow If. Like, uh-huh. that's going to be crazy. <laughs> wow. What a dream. Wow. How, how, going back, like, throughout the show, we talked about how Loki, what it was really about, is an interrogation of identity. How do you guys think it, now it's done? Did it ever actually care about that? Did it do a good job that? I think it left it, it might eventually, but they left it so much on, like, you need to see the second season. I feel like mm. it still has the potential, but they're just, like, they won't get to it in this one. So, I I don't know. I might just be having too much hope for it. I think there was two major moments that do fit that. One, th- just Loki and Sylvie together, and I think that they're playing on the fact that we think, and Mobius is thinking, and... Kang is thinking, everyone's thinking, that it's just, they're just the same, right? One right. has a penis, one has a vagina, but they're the same. And for Sylvie to just be so controlled by her rage, mm-hmm. and maybe I mean maybe she's just been in less movies than Boy Loki, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that she's has less experience that we know about, and so that's why she's controlled by the revenge. So it's definitely nurture over nature, right? You can right. have different paths and become, you know, two Cassies and two different timelines can be wildly different people. But the other thing too. The other Cassie never apologizes and will kick you in the nuts (laughs) if you say she should. Uh, And that's the Cassie I like. But then you know what? Still apologizes because we're not that different. Um, But then the one that really hit me, we talked about this last week, but it was uh, Richard E. Grant, classic Loki, talking about how I was a rock and I could have been safe forever and I missed my brother and I wanted to come home and that's how I got caught. And all the other Lokis were like, Oh, me too. Yeah. You know, like, there are the similarities and the differences. And we weren't going to land on like a de- definitive sentence. We were yeah. just going to see both sides of the argument. And so I think it did okay. Yeah. Um, we're almost out of time. So final question. I just want to know rankings for this one for our Marvel um, Disney Plus shows. Did this one blow it? Like, is this top? Do you know what's weird is uh, everyone has theirs. Mm. One, two, three. And they're all different. And everyone is so sure that it's the right. I guess that's how rankings work, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You got to be sure. But I think this one, I just, I love this one. Even though the finale didn't hit, like it kind of, it did, it did Mobius so dirty and I love Mobius. I still think this one is my top. And I, I think it's a better finale than WandaVision was. Yeah. WandaVision started off so strong and the finale was kind of, it was awesome, but it was whatever. Uh, did you guys know who Kang was like without, like obviously yeah. you guys read the comic book so you know more about it than I do but we knew Jonathan Majors was cast as King to be oh. the villain like the other movie that we didn't talk about because this sets up uh, Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2 but Stephanie was like Jonathan Majors my wife sorry my wife uh, that I watched this with she was like Jonathan Majors what, what's he supposed to be and I was like he is uh, a bad guy for a different film he's already been cast I'm gonna let you guess 
And she had 14 guesses before she landed on <laughs> Ant-Man 3. That's who <laughs> he is the villain of. Good old Ant-Man. All right, you guys, um, that is all the time we have, and that is it for Loki as well. We do have time to talk about a website, though. I can't, you know I can't end a main event without talking about a website. So, Caitlin, as our guest, what's your big website idea? My big website is going to tell me exactly what happened in Loki because I was very confused, and I'm going to help other people and educate them on what was going on in that episode. Okay. And for, like, visual, are you going to have, like, is it going to be, like, a picture book? Like, or yeah. you just want, like... there's going to be pictures, and they're going to be moving pictures, like... Um, moving pictures. Like yeah. Film? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like GIFs, and, and then I'm going to put videos oh in there, god. too. You can put GIFs and videos yeah, on this Yeah, I'm going to do it all myself, too. Oh, my God. Now, have you ever done that before? Never. Okay. But it can't be that hard, right? Mm-mm. Can you tell I'm me? Gonna, so what she's saying is, I'm going to teach other people about what that last episode means. Yeah. So I need to learn what that last episode means. Right. But I will not learn how to make a website. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I will not put the effort in there. And Caitlin, you know what? Since you're not going to put the effort in there, I'm just going to point you to my friend, Cybersprout.net. Okay? okay. So you don't got to put the effort in there. All right. They're going to take over. They're specifically built for WordPress. They handle the security, maintenance, backups, optimization. They'll work hand in hand with you, focus on collaboration. You tell them what you want, which is GIFs and moving pictures. Yes. Some talkies on there. Yeah. And they're going to put you in with the right customers. So the people who are confused, they'll find the confusion people put them right in front of wow uh, cybersprout.net your partner for the digital world coming up next let's go to our poll list we are back for the poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week first show starting it off is legends of tomorrow on this week's episode of legends of tomorrow the gang hits up the set of barad's favorite sitcom bud there's some problems on the show that made barad barad however in the form of battling brothers, selling out, and a crash landing that looks exactly like the bastard child of Bebo and Baby Yoda. Oh my gosh. We will call him Bebo Yobi. <laughs> the gang manages to wrestle the alien from the hands of the showrunner who wants to merchandise him and save the day, but not before finding out the ramifications of Mick and a different alien having sex, namely Mick is pregnant. Oh. Taste buds, I ask you this. Zari 1.0 is in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's your question? Hell yeah, she is. And not only is she in this episode, it looks like we're going to go back and forth between 1.0 and 2.0 from here on out. Yeah. Which means back- it's a win, 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 win. Back and forth with Zari 1.0. Do you think they heard you guys specifically? Like, is this Screaming a big thing? outside of the studio? I, yeah, just uh, Zari 1.0. I think the fan base of Legends is so small, but so powerful, that yes, they legit know that specifically Ryan and I love one like I think everything they do another fan said why would Mick never be pregnant that's bullshit so they went fuck it we'll write that in everything they do is because a fan somewhere says do this singular fan all right Mike let's get to Babo Yobi um what was the best part about him and was it the fact that every time a character saw them they were like look how realistic he looks Uh, ladies he did not (laughs) no he definitely looked like a Furby Uh (laughs) like I'm imagining a gremlin Oh, it's very nope. gizmo. Yeah, very, yeah, very gizmo. gizmo. But he's like pinkish, pink and white fur. Oh, cute. He is cute. Did you oh, guys I watch The Mitchells vs. the Machines on Netflix? No. I haven't watched it. I've seen the commercial. Check it out. No. There's some, the there's, dog. Some, there's some Furby material in there that oh. needs to be seen. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Did, uh, that's probably all I had about Babo Yobo. Oh, okay. Shall we move <laughs> on then? <laughs> sure. I was going to move on to Bayrod, the yeah. birthday boy. I do think that what, what was important about this 
episode for so long. I do think I feel like I need to go back there there that there are still episodes I missed of like when Bayrod showed up. Uh-huh. And it was for not, a while, even if like, you saw them all, not a smooth entry. They were like, uh Muslim and then just jammed him in. What's important about this episode is it built him it like uh, he's only been he's the stony guy. And yes, he is the stony guy, but now we know why that's important. Mm-hmm. It's not just that he is a stony guy, is that how rare is it to be a creative driven passion m- passionate muslim and, and th- that's what they're saying i'm not making any of these claims i'm saying that that we're each individuals we don't all have, culturally we should all be like zari 1.0 or 2.0 is what the show is saying and bayrod like his favorite guy from budsty are saying no we can just be humans and kind of be into what we're into and i think that's awesome okay and then let me just throw my two cents in there i believe that every person should be exactly like Zari 1.0. But we'll move <laughs> yes. on. But I think that like they're doing this thing of be careful what you wish for because when Bayrod quote unquote gets his shit together, he's a slicked back hair douchebag. And wouldn't you rather have the stony guy? Right, because he is going to fuck Astra, and that'll make him and her happy. But he's also screwing over everybody on the team, and, and make me happy. none of them happy. <laughs> I do. Astra. Th- th- this also was a good episode for her. Is that she is very quietly in the background into New Bayrod, <laughs> but then learns that he's a bit of a dick. He's a bit of a dick, and she's like, "Oh, I'm from hell. I don't want another guy who could be from hell." They did this thing too, where Bayrod needs three hairdos for his three different characters uh-huh. throughout this uh but they didn't cut his hair so they just tried to keep styling it and it was hard for them this show was not <laughs> nominated for uh, period <laughs> sci-fi fantasy hair <laughs> but in no. our hearts probably oh was there anything else real big or do you want to go moments uh actually i'm gonna let mike choose my moment oh my gosh uh mike is my moment of the week where they are talking about uh bed and how they just mm-hmm. added Nate, and they were like, well, season ones of shows suck, but when you want the second <laughs> season to be better, you should add Nate. Or was it just them saying uh, more Muslims need to be on TV? But uh, yeah, I, I, yours is more Muslims on TV, because you're, you're a good guy. Uh, and be, so because they're not, they're not monolith, right? Mine is, not only did they say, uh, to make a show better, add Nate, it's uh, he did not prepare, got the audition when Zari, like, did prep and had the acting background and, and her very dare drive. To ask. Dare Finally, to ask. I went for a straight white man. Like that was a very good delivery. Uh, I liked the silent surprise party at the end. Cause there's the baby is asleep. So they all had a silent surprise party. Yeah. That Aww. was mine. The other thing too is Nate after the, after he gets the audition right away, he says, wait, is this on the CW? <laughs> <laughs> it is on the CW. It's Sundays on the CW. If you want to watch it, our next show is The Flash. On uh, this week's episode of The Flash, Barry and Iris meet their future children, Excess and Bart. I typed the initials Excess, not ever reading them out loud. His name is Excess. Her name is Excess. Her name is Excess. <laughs> That's Bart- her super name, hero name. Okay. This is all in the midst of the Godspeed War uh, and Godspeed to Flash because it's going away after next week. Uh, this, is to, uh, this week was Flash's 150th episode. Uh, but it's part one of a two-parter, so we're going to focus on both episodes next week. Taste buds, I ask you this: What's the next show we're doing this on the pull list? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> this one's Tuesdays on the CWs. Our next show is Superman and Lois. In episode twelve of Superman and Lois, Clark is fighting to keep control of his mind from Zod, but John Irons and Grandpa don't have much hope, so they are working together to take him out. After a plea from both Lois and Jonathan, Irons helps to get Clark. 
helps Clark to break through and become Zod free. Together, they take out Edge and throw him in a prison. Meanwhile, Kyle somehow became the ultimate dad after being picked on by the town. <laughs> Taste was I ask you, in comparison with everything going on with Clark, did you care about Kyle's story at all? Fucking fuck this fuck shit. Kyle so much. I <laughs> hate him. What bummed me out is that Lana wasn't like, wait, it wasn't Morgan Edge who made you a dirtbag, alcoholic, asshole husband yeah, was, for the last 20 <laughs> years. Like, like Edge has been in town for like six months, so what's the rest? The worst part about it was it wasn't, once they all got back together, it was not the cleaning the paint off the window mm-hmm. and then throwing suds around, because that's what you do when you have a family, you, right? You, you clean. Ooh, there's suds. Look at us. We're having fun. It's the end where, did you guys know there was a sister? Is yes. Is this full Caitlin yeah. Cooper well, from the OC? The whole time. <laughs> That's Where was she? Yeah, because we saw her once. Did, did and China then, have alopecia? This yes, I literally looked at Cassie and I was like, "Did China have alopecia?" Because she was gone. You forget about her. Like I kept thinking about her, but it's like, oh, she was probably at summer camp or something. Which wasn't she? Was she at summer camp? I think it was like a summer camp. Yeah, really. It was something. It was a and, camp or something. And like she a, didn't know anything that happened. Like, and they just like they were not going to tell her anything. Like she still has to go to school in this town. They're yeah, still going to be talking about this shit. Yeah, like, it's the bad parenting. The town. <laughs> I know you want to protect your kid, but like another kid might throw a brick at her head yeah. because how the town is acting. She you should t- know and be prepared. <laughs> but then the other thing, like that, was even worse than all that is uh, Kyle mm-hmm. and Lana, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. are trying to be like, uh, no, everything's fine. It's boring when you're not here. And then they all just start winking at each other, and yeah. neither actor knows how to wink. <laughs> so it's all Lucille Bluth, like hardcore. Uh, uh, oh man, it was so fucking cringy. But fucking fuck Kyle, you don't get shit, while, dude. While eating yeah. appetizers of cold French toast before yeah. they can eat their dinner of warm That's French not an toast. Appetizer. How do you think restaurants work? Uh, uh, we're going to have this for our entree. But for our starter, can you bring out one small cold bite of our what? entree, please? <laughs> That's what we're gonna start One with. Uncooked piece of fridge toast, please. I, 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 my dad was not like Kyle. That's what this is gonna sound like. But I, I know a lot of people like Kyle, and I know a lot of Lana's, and it breaks my heart how her life is either spent just grabbing onto the moments where, where he's she, like life is happy and yeah. like holding onto them, or that's maybe half the time, and the other half is like it's her job to like talk him down and mm. make sure that baby has his fucking bottle so he doesn't go off and beat her family. Yeah. Like she is heartbreaking and this guy needs to get punched in the fucking face by General yeah. Zod. Fuck yeah, yeah it, it, It's annoying because I don't think the town should be mad at Kyle for this. They <laughs> yeah. all wanted to <laughs> suck on Morgan Edge's dick. But they should kick Kyle out of town for just being Kyle oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Towns need that. They need to have that decree of... <laughs> We, we have this catapult. Let's use it. <laughs> You're banished. Also, did anyone notice how the graffiti on their house? It was like really well written. Like someone had really yeah. good Do like you know handwriting. What that means? Kyle did it. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle has good handwriting. That's canon now. Um, if you do want to scream, I want to let you guys be able to scream about somebody else. Um, we saw a guest appearance by Diggle in this episode. There he is. There's Diggle. Uh, Diggle's gone through this adventure of all the CW shows. And at first I was like, oh, cool. Except that none of them have been connected at all. Okay, that's what it, I it really to is. Know. Like, is this leading to something? Why is Diggle their go-to man? Of- Mike, Mike texted me the other day. He's like, no, I'm going to watch it because I want to follow Diggle's whole arc. Yeah, like, bitch. <laughs> there is no arc. <laughs> all there is is him turning around going, hello, I'm Diggle. <laughs> I this is Urkel something. showing up on every episode yeah. of That Night's a TGIF. <laughs> 
But is he like, does he have a show coming up? What is, do we have any reasoning for Diggle? They don't want to lose him and they are slowly working to him becoming Green Lantern, which I thought this would, but this is the one that ignored it the most. And he played like a cowboy guy in Legends. But in Flash, he was like having, he's been having headaches in the shows and he's like, oh, I got to find out what that glowing box is about. And this one, he's like, delivered a weapon and now I'm mad about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like he didn't deal with his own shit at all. Yeah. Maybe they offered a lot of those actors part-time work mm-hmm. and he was the only one that said okay yeah because i swear to god it feels like he's been on we've talked about him for like five weeks in a row on five different shows yeah yes one of them was the mandalorian it's like diggle, <laughs> what the fuck? Get out of here. diggle you wild based on the comic book series of course <laughs> uh we do have so this episode back to talking about like uh heartbreaking moments with the family what got me in this one was lois having to explain to the boys like them sharing in this moment of like this is the worst part like you don't know what's going on with him and she is like, you know, she's like, this is what I always feel, but he always comes back. But so she's having to explain that to her sons, but then also be strong to be like, he's fighting mind control right now from this powerful dude to be like, he's going to be fine. And mm-hmm. she's, she's like convincing herself as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's also as fucked up as this sounds. I thought this was a great performance. Yeah. Uh, as fucked up as this sounds, kind of glad that she has people to commiserate with. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to be alone oh, sure. in this. Yeah. And it sucks that you boys are so hurt, but... I'm not the only one standing on the porch right now. This is great. (laughs) She's been doing this for 20 years alone. The other part I wanted to point out is she's really strong. She's a strong mom. She's Lois Lane. Uh, But then she comes out out of the house and talks to her dad. Mm. And Elizabeth Tolick is an incredible crier. Like She's so good at realistic crying where (laughs) your face sort of stretches out. (laughs) I thought she did a really good job. Did this, um, so she does, she cries with uh, Grandpapa, and did this one, since we did have, um, you know, Clark actively fighting uh, to keep his mind, did you kind of feel for Grandpa's whole plan at this one, or like? <laughs> no, because he was still immediately, well, we're going to kill him and don't tell my daughter. Like, at no point <laughs> yeah. was he like, well, we'll try. Mm-hmm. Like, he it keeps being like, well, I'm sorry, you're right, I did rush it that time. But here's more secret weapons you didn't know I had, let's fucking kill that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I would love a, a spinoff show called... And I understand that this would ruin some of the conflicts, but a spinoff show called like uh, Grandpa and Kyle fucking fuck off to hell. And then... <laughs> We've been pitching that since episode one for this thing. It, what sucks is I would still watch that too. <laughs> Just scream the entire time. They can fuck right off. But no, I swear to God, I've been in and out with this show. Uh, I think you guys have seen them all. Uh, there's a point where Dylan Baker or whatever, the grandpa, mm-hmm. is like, I'm sorry, Clark. I didn't trust you, and that won't happen again. It's like, fuck. There's that's the every fourth that time every this season. Time. Yeah. Every time we tune in, I think in. I screamed "liar" at yeah. the TV. Like, <laughs> you liar! Hypocrite! Liar! <laughs> um. Then finally, just last, I want to talk about John Irons. So John Irons yeah. now knows his identity, but is kind is like cool with him. Do we think is this guy trustworthy? You guys know the comics. Do they? Based on the TV show, yes. Based right. on the comic book, yeah. 100%. Okay, cool. He made an un- yeah, yeah, yeah. A 180 real quick. He well, real quick on that one. They did this thing where, like, two different Kents gave him speeches, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was like, sorry, I got to do. But no one believed you, John Henry Ayers. Like, no <laughs> one thought you were going to do I, this. I love what they've done with Jonathan. Like, he he's a kid and he doesn't have powers. And so, so like, the show is not that subtly, but I think it's fine saying what his superpower is heart like yeah and like he is they, they've built it into this jockey kid that he knows what to say to who when they need to hear it 
And so he walked up and he's like, you seem like a really good dad from all the videos I watched of you. Creepy yeah. thing to say. And he's like, but he's a really good dad too. And like, I think if somebody yelling at him or like, here's the reason I do think it took a kid doing it. Like, yeah, I, 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 I buy, I buy John Irons. We're cool now. Way more than Sam Lane's, the general grandpas. Mm-hmm. We're cool now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love Jonathan's. Uh, all right. I went in your bus. And it was so scary. <laughs> There's so many lasers and shit. It was a wild bus. Okay, um, we're almost out of time, so let's go to moments of the week. Ryan, what do you got? My moment of the week, uh, not to be a strapping, handsome leading man, but uh, Clark lands at the end of the episode. He did make it out, and he doesn't even look at his two idiot children. He just makes <laughs> out with Lois. Oh. Yeah, Keep that marriage alive, Clark. You're doing it right. <laughs> He flips his better. little head up and goes straight to Lois. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike, what about you? Uh, I have two. One is Lois says, John, what's the rescue plan? He says, kill him. <laughs> like, that made me <laughs> laugh out loud. <laughs> he was like, rescue plan? No, I'm killing him. Uh, and the second was when Ryan texted me after he watched the show and said, did she say eradicate? Does that mean Morgan Edge is the eradicator? Which is a version of Superman from the 90s after the death of Superman, and I realized they have the Eradicator, they have Steel uh, in John Henry Irons, and they have uh, punk-ass Superboy in Jordan. We are going to get the death of Superman on the show at some point, and all it takes is Terminator Superman, and I fucking loved it. It's when I got into comics, and I'm pumped. (laughs) Can't wait for that to happen for you, Mike, just so you can scream some more. Can't wait for that to happen to you. To you. I'll be watching. (laughs) I'm out on that point. Caitlin, what's your moment of the week? My moment of the week is actually Jonathan Kent when he goes to talk to John Henry Irons. He's like, my dad's so great. Don't kill him. Please don't kill my dad. And then he (laughs) doesn't kill his dad. He doesn't. I was like, wow. Good job, Jonathan. No powers, but you did use your words. And And they're the most powerful thing of all. But like, we always give Superman or Batman or Spider-Man mentors. Mm -hmm. We never give Lois Lane mentors. You know, that's what she has now. Nobody's ever thought to do this of like, how mentees how do you mentees how do you have how do you not have superpowers in a superpower world mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and to see lois is usually trying to raise a superman along with superman yeah. you know and this is trying to raise a lois lane i think that's fucking awesome it mm-hmm. is cool yeah the show rules uh, my moment of the week is in the flashbacks when Clark's pulling on to, you know, fight off Zod. Um, the very first memory that comes up is him and Lois drinking wine together. And I love, <laughs> I love how much this is deep in their lore. It's just they like, <laughs> drink wine at the end of the episode too? Probably. Yeah, like, <laughs> I feel do. like there was more wine. Um, that was the last show we watched for the pull list though. It's Tuesdays on the CW. And coming up next, we're celebrating season two of X-Tasmania. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. It's time we finished season two last week, a couple weeks ago, and you know what? Now we're going to do it our style. You know we have to celebrate this season for at least, I don't know, what do you guys think, like four weeks? A month or two. A month four or more two at months. least. Four more months. <laughs> You know, we have a really hard time saying goodbye to seasons. Well, so. it's, we're at the point now where, like, we're not halfway, but we're almost. And mm-hmm. then once we're done, then we're done. Like, there's no more X-Men animated <laughs> series episodes. I can't have that. And so I keep saying, like, oh, evolution. But fuck evolution. Yeah, I want this one. So we are going to drag it out as long as possible. Uh, to start it off our celebration, we are going to go back to our X-Men villain rankings. And we're going to be um, adding in the new ones that we saw this season Add them into our list. Um, should I go ahead and read down this list right now? Yeah. 
All right. So starting it off, our A-list number one spot, we got Magneto. Should I do this opposite? Nope, we're going to do it. Magneto, <laughs> Juggernaut, Apocalypse, Mystique, and Sabretooth. Top five. That's our A-listers. B-list, we got Hellfire Club, Mojo, Sentinels, Nimrod, and Master Mold. C-list, Pyro. That seems unfair. Senator Kelly, Henry, Gygrich, <laughs> Bolvalar, Trask, and Strife. And then on the D-list, the one and only on the D-list, which is completely unfair, we do have Onslaught in the 16th slot. Um, Onslaught in the 16th slot. That's fucked, guys. That's rude. I Uh, love the uh, 12, 13, 14 range of white dudes, and we can't really remember which one's which, so they're all just together. all generic government and or science bastards. Uh We just really grouped them together. Um, but we do have, I got, how many is this? Four of us to add into this ranking. So first one we're going to start it off with is our main boy from the season, Mr. Sinister. Where are we throwing him in? I I mean, he was the king of the, the season. Um, and I think that he's really important in comic books. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan. I'm thinking top B, bottom A. I yeah, can see I that. That's fair. Not knocking Sabretooth off that A. Because somebody, there, there's like a limit to the A list, right? It's just five each. Grow. Yeah, so I I think he should probably be there. Over Sa- yeah Sabretooth because like does he ever really do much? the The ranking for Sabretooth is seeming a bit high. Plus, aren't we still like I know it's a villainous thing to do, but aren't we still holding against him the whole Julie come sit on my lap? Oh. <laughs> that was <laughs> fuck you Sabretooth. So yeah, I'm fine with n- y- number five spot for Mister Sinister. Yeah, because who 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 is right above Sabretooth currently? Mystique. Oh no, yeah, Sinister's not better than Mystique. So yeah. All right, cool, cool. Sabretooth, you're a B lister now. Welcome to it, my friend. All right. Also, is how come we never got the girl version of Mister Sinister? Why isn't there Mister Sinister? Why isn't there a Mrs. Sinisus? You're so right. <laughs> God, you're you're a true one. Just a you're real a true ally, one, Ryan. Just a real I'm ally. I'm just trying to keep it a buck. <laughs> All right, next one. We have to rank you guys, and off a name alone, the Nasty Boys. We gotta rank the Nasty Boys. This includes, you know, Stretchy Dude. Um, This is Mr. Sinister's crew, right? Yeah, there's Giant Guy with long eyelashes. Uh Gotta love him. (laughs) Gotta love him. There's Uh, Vertigo. I do know Vertigo's. Vertigo? Is she? Or she's just... um, No, she's part of it, right? I think so. She's the Nasty Girl? Is Brainchild (laughs) included as a Nasty Boy? There's the uh, offensively Jamaican-sounding Beast guy yeah 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 he, unfortunately there's the offensively named tar baby <laughs> uh, i'm thinking worse than onslaught no no how mike do you think we could go below onslaught on this we can go no, below I think, onslaught I, I i think d-list makes sense to me but right above onslaught uh, are you onslaught, fucking yeah. kidding me but above onslaught the nasty boys caitlin tell us about your experience with the nasty boys i uh saw them in one episode that i watched and i like these nasty boys <laughs> of course i don't know do. who onslaught is so i would say you're right yeah he should go above onslaught <sighs> god can't even get her to get on my team. Nasty boys. But they didn't just do. the name. Think of the name, Cassie. Nasty. Think of Nasty. Onslaught and how intimidating Nasty that name boys. is. Nasty boys. All right. So <laughs> we do have uh, joining on the D list now. Nasty boys and Onslaught. Next one we got to rank is the Shadow King. This is so we saw a Shadow King with um, Storms episode yeah, okay. where Storm was like she went back and to depend. She called her son, but it was like adopted son, yeah. or she like co-raised a kid. Yeah, yeah, missionary, I think, and uh, yeah, just co-raised. Kind of, kind of helped him out, gave him advice a couple times. So therefore, son. It, not, not only did we see him here, but if you remember 
decades ago when we covered Legion, that was the Shadow King was the yeah. big bad of that whole show. I would say Shadow King, not the best represent. I don't like the, oh, it's all in your mind battles that yeah. shows will do. But yeah. Shadow King is, in general, like in the comics and other TV shows, pretty fucking lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you bring in the Legion version, like just that one alone makes it more. But this dude like came out of a rock for a little bit and then like went <laughs> away. I so, think it was Africa. <laughs> there was a rock in Africa. No, a rock's in the Middle East. Oh, <laughs> oh. Can I Ryan. put Ryan's joke below onslaught? That no, that's fucking how fucking dare you. <laughs> I loved it. All right, so I, we do got to rank the Shadow King. And are we, for rules, are we going just the X-Men version here? No, I think it's all. All. Yeah. It's all. Okay. All right. So that one, that will move, move above D-list for sure. And C-list. C-list, we got white senators, I yeah. would say. So we can put them above there. Those are the real nasty boys. The nasty uh, boys. <laughs> I'm thinking like Mojo and Sentinels are so important to me. How do you guys think about Shadow King compared to those two? It, yeah, it's it's Legion definitely makes him me fonder of him. But mm. if I think about how much I love fucking Mojo, and then just the Sentinels <laughs> are good. comic books to me. Yeah, he should probably be below them. If you ever if you ever seen Mike watch TV, you know why he loves Mojo so much. Like it's impossible <laughs> to tell the difference. One and just the claw same. my eyes open and go no. <laughs> All right, so we're putting right below Sentinels, and then we're gonna rank our final villain from the season, which is. Oh, Blob. Of course, Blob. Let's not forget about Blob, Mike's all- other alter ego. <laughs> oh, Mike is back. <laughs> uh, I'm immovable when I make up my mind. That's how I took it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get through life. Keep your head up, kid. Also, Blob, interesting to know, uh, a palindrome, if you do not know what it means to be a palindrome. So. Yeah, yeah, Blob and Bob. <laughs> both, <laughs> same both ways. Um, all right, so where would Blob rank? So I- Blob burps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I would say that the cartoon has not been fair to the power of Blob. Is no. there a better power to Blob that we've seen? It's not he, that like the Hulk can't Blob. move him. The Juggernaut, him and the Juggernaut, like are famously cannot uh, move each other. Oh, okay. Except right. with their poetry, they're both very yeah. moved by each other. They both just weepy bitches. So would you say if he can go against the Juggernaut, that does give him some, but some more power? I don't. I would say. Somewhere at the top of the B. Top of B? Yeah. Are you saying lower? Uh, I would say lower B. Top of B, that's where we get Mojo and Sentinels and Hellfire Club, but you know. Well, and to put it by Pyro would make sense. I would feel above Pyro. Yeah, right above Pyro. Okay, Okay. so he can still make the B list. I'm feeling good about lower B list. Just because it is Blob, dude. It's a Blob. He's he's a a fucking Blob. blob He's a Blob. He's a Blob. (laughs) Come on. All right. In in one version of the comics, he bites the wasp's head off, like he eats Whoa. it. Whoa. Okay. All right. So that's Wait, a fun the, fact. That's a very the small com- head. The comic book writer was going through some stuff and has admitted he d- shouldn't have let it come out into the comics. Oh no! After he did that, they asked the wasp, "How's your head?" And she was like, "Pretty good." Ask Hank. Hello. No. Great. I'll rank that one below fucking Onslaught, too. Yeah, see, that was a wasp blowjob joke. <laughs> yeah. No. no, I saw the art in it. Don't worry. It wasn't lost on me. Um, all right. Do we want to make it where we get to move one of these guys around, or are we going to lock this one in? I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and lead down, read down our list one more time again. So our D list, we did add another boys to it. We had a couple boys. The Nasty Boys, we got ni- Nasty Boys number spot 19 20 is onslaught c list we got top of it pyro 
to Senator Kelly, Henry Guyrich, Boulevard Trask, and Strife in the C list. B list, top uh, seven spot is Hellfire Club, Mojo, Sentinels, Shadow King, Nimrod, Master Mold, and Blob. Caitlin, does any of this sound crazy to you? Is there anything that like stands out? Um, I think, honestly, I think it's good, except for our Blob, I think is ranked very high for being a Blob. <laughs> I think it's... He does so much more than that. You're showing your ignorance. I (laughs) showing your whole blob ass. (laughs) I think you should go under Pyro, personally. I'd love to see that. (laughs) God. We can't give him another opportunity here. Uh, A-list. Our A-listers. We got Magneto, Juggernaut, Apocalypse, Mystique, Mr. Sinister, and Sabretooth. So that is the ranking villains. We will visit it again sometime in the future. Um, but that's it for our X test. Can you give us a preview, Cassie? Like, do you think that we have any A-listers next time we do this? Um, A-listers, I think we do have. Who's well, the, who is it? I mean, we have Sauron. You guys, like, this is oh. a heavy hitter. So where are we going to put this little dinosaur? Where can we put him? It's got to be high. We have, we have the external, which was the swamp lady who was mean to the Guild of Thieves and Guild of Assassins. We oh have, God, we have not yet ranked Omega Red. Omega. Omega Red. Have we met Omega Red? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. glasses. Yeah, bro. You know we did. Um, but that is it for our show, you guys. No, it's not. Mike, you had an interview. <laughs> That's not for sure. Uh, That's not the show. That's uh, not it. We have I'm more. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to sit down with Kevin Barry, the creator <clears throat> behind uh, the Hellgate City Companion. So we've been going through all these podcasts. This is the first fictional podcast. Uh, so... He created this world of Neo Amsterdam, and we talk about how he made it and what 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 it's all about. I'm very excited. I'm sorry, I'm still in the middle of actually choking right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you drank a glass of chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had to call on you for an interview right as you were dying. You really pulled yeah. through on that one. I'm proud of you. I'm um, a hero. I'm gonna let you uh, take a minute as we listen to this interview right now, though. Welcome to the crossover, Crisis in Neo-Amsterdam, the segment where we introduce you to other podcaster types doing cool things in the wide world of nerddom. Today's guest is Kevin Barry, comedian, producer, and creator of Hellgate City Companion, a community radio-style podcast for the dystopian town of Neo-Amsterdam, a.k.a. Hellgate City. Kevin, welcome. Hello, hello. Good to be here, Mike. Good to have you. Full disclosure, Kevin and I met each other in 2013, maybe? Oh, boy. Something like that. Uh, in, in the mean streets of the New York comedy scene. Uh, True. But it's been a minute. Just uh, just letting our listeners know if we, we say anything weird. It, it's, it's, it's fine. We know each other a little. Uh, I want to know, because we didn't know each other that well. We, we just, like, bounced off. Uh, what, what's your nerd background? Because I would not have guessed you as a nerd. Highest compliment. Thank you. Um, I, so I've always been a covert nerd. Um, uh, whatever. Nerd cognito. Uh-huh. I, I've basically always been into the sort of classic um, Dungeons & Dragons uh, science fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Trek, Doctor Who the the kind of mass culture you know nerd entry points right but the big thing i would say the big ingredients for me were uh my well my father was a huge sci-fi uh reading dork uh that's probably not the right term he's he's kind (laughs) of a jock but 
um, he would just like bring home like a stack of sci-fi novels from the the library every week or so and just plow through them. He just like, he read every night. Um, so he got me into definitely into reading Mm sci-fi and some fantasy and stuff. Uh, and then, um, yeah. And that like tipped me off to Orson Scott card and Ender's game and, um, some Asimov and, uh, the cyberpunk stuff that William Gibson, that might've been through my brother. I'm not, certain uh snow crash the kind of oh, yeah. uh seminal cyberpunk and then post cyberpunk novels and then um the other thing was obviously just my own curiosity about it um i was i was really into uh anime um before i know everyone says this but before it was cool right um you know like even well, that's back- what it made it cool is everybody was into it but nobody talked about it and eventually everyone was like wait we all like this thing. Like yeah, right. it just took over pop culture. Yeah. Like I, I have a me- distinct memory of, it was, it was the late nineties. Like I was definitely, these people were much older than me, but there was a, an anime club at some university. And I like got my parents like to drive me. I forget how I got there to like yeah. watch anime that some college student had. Um, and they were definitely more like of a click of like, they all kind of were into it and they knew they were into it. And I was like, felt like an outsider. Like I'm just like this like high school student. Um, but like it was, I was like, yeah, this is, this is my thing. I love this stuff. How did you start doing Hellgate city companion? Uh, I think there's eight episodes out now. Yes. That was well, well done before the, the pandemic or whatever, uh, before it hit, I was doing stand up comedy and I had in my mind the, uh, n- sort of nagging, uh, obligation that i was putting on myself like i, I want to start a podcast i want to do something i wanted to do i wanted to do an interview podcast i had done something of some year a few years ago about uh heckling and like comedians how you deal with hecklers and i mm-hmm. i think i pretty quickly realized it just got it just got too narrow too fast to inside baseball and then i was just kind of stuck and so when the pandemic struck i was like okay this is great this is i've been going you know, pedal to the metal on stand up and just keep working, writing, honing. Although I felt like I was growing, it took a lot of energy. Yeah. And so this freed up energy. And so by freeing up my hour, many hours uh, of, you know, going out and performing stand up, I kind of started just, you know, thinking like, what could I do? I kind of like started to look around at podcasts, look at what other people were doing and what was a bunch of things that I had kind of had come up and I was like, never really had time for it, you know, which is like audio dramas, fiction stuff, like more creative approaches. And as I got into it, I was like, wait a second, this is something I could do. One thing led to another. And I I had some kind of wild dreams about it when I was like trying to, you know, asking myself, like, what is it that you really want to do here? And I think that the nerdness uh, that I had buried in the basement with those D and D games in high school, uh, it percolated back up into this post-apocalyptic world that is neo amsterdam i don't know if you have like that that like five second or five sentence pitch of like what what is kirby bevins doing it is a a cyberpunk dystopian version of new york city uh and what i would call a parallel dimension and part of what you know you're experiencing is the fast forwarding of 50 100 years 
after where we're at now. Mm -hmm. And they're going through many of the same problems, but the situation is just far more dire and depressing, um, which brings in a need to make more fun of it Mm -hmm. um, and and to to try to um, try to alleviate the the pressure, the pain of having to go out and being afraid that there's some kind of, you know, you know, that people are, are, are getting attacked by um, by tonal dwellers or they're afraid that they're going to be mm-hmm. um, and being required to wear ventilators on the street and uh, people's demon possessed swords are talking to them. Um, so it is a it is a world that's definitely divided with but with sort of class, you know, and, and social standing problems. And Kirby Bevins is trying to navigate that. He's trying to figure out, you know, what, who the, who's the enemy? How, how, how can I speak some kind of quote unquote truth to power while not alienating his advertisers? <laughs> um, so he's like beholden to these uh, sponsors that are probably spying on us and him, you know, at the same time. So there's, this kind of notion that the 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 powers that be that allow him to exist are also potentially um, antagonizing, and the more that he tells people the truth of what he's seeing and what people are experiencing, the more they uh, don't like him. That's kind of what he's navigating, and and then there's this element of his. He knows that he's from another pl- dimension. He's no- from another place, um, but it's cloudy beyond that. So he's doing this, doing these cyber lucidity plunges. Uh, you know where he's going and trying to like, re- you can put on a headset and sort of relive your dream. Yeah, I I want to say uh, one thing I appreciate is uh, it is in the, in the cyberpunk uh, fashion. It is dense. It's a dense mythology. <laughs> yeah, it but is, dude. for 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 the listeners who haven't heard it yet, it's also the confusion goes away pretty. Like you you, you pick up stuff at, in a couple episodes. Like, like yeah, just, I would hope so. I think it's it's pretty easy to embrace. I think we're at a, a natural place where we're gonna we're gonna. T- come in for a landing and switch into the speed round all right so how our speed round works kevin is uh i'm gonna ask you a question from a previous guest who did not know who you were and then i'm gonna ask you a handful of speed round questions and then we end with you have to come up with a question for a future guest who we do not know who they are okay okay so you have a while to think about your question so this question is from derek of tv podcast industries and it's a very simple one beard or no beard beard Beard, I can, I can see it. it's a good looking beard. You're distinguished now with the, the little bit of gray. It thank looks you. Good on you. Yeah, that's that's not natural. I installed the gray, but you thank die. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speed round. The first nerd thing you bought with your own money. First nerd thing I bought with my own money. Damn. Um, I want to say a set of die for Dungeons and Dragons, but it was either that or maybe a, a pack of Magic the Gathering cards. Hell yeah. First fictional crush slash current fictional crush. Wow. First fictional crush. I mean, mm, I'm trying to plumb the depths and like come up with something creative because I, I don't want to be like, oh, Punky Brewster. Um, 
I haven't heard that one yet. You haven't? There's a lot of bikini Leia bikinis. So okay, yeah. Nobody said Punky Brewster. Yeah, I mean Leia. I don't. You know, it, it was maybe it was um uh uh the the kids uh I can't even think of her name, but the 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 kids the kids uh, girlfriend on Wonder Years um Winnie Cooper Winnie Cooper maybe that I, I would guess that that was probably it was either that or Punky Brewster yeah. You have a, you have a, all right, I'm just seeing type. the type for your fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Bangs, How about current fictional crush? Current, current fictional crush. Oh, man. Um, I, this one's, I feel like this one's tough because, like, I'm, I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> my wife, but that's not fictional. Um, I that would say, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, she actually, she's like, actually, it is like he never um, consummates. <laughs> so I'm sweating. I, I've literally, I, I mentioned that I was going to start sweating in this podcast, but now I, I really feel like I'm on the spot. It's probably there. There's, <laughs> there's. It's probably some anime. Uh, I watch. I watch a lot of anime to decompress. I mean, I watch other fictional stuff as well. But like, so like. There's a uh, there's an anime called Ergo Proxy that is not really current. It's from like the mid 2000s, maybe 2007 or 2008. And the the lead character in that has uh, always has blue eyeshadow on. I don't know what it is, but I think and I, I don't don't even remember her name. Which is I, I'm showing my crushes are definitely like man. distant. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So so shallow. But um, what can I say? Yeah, she's the one that sticks out, and I'm sure there's some other someone else out there who's uh, got a fix. Very hurt that you're not saying her name. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next question: Which fictional character do you think you could make into a cake? Oh, I, I mean, there's a lot of them, but not that I'm like a great cake maker. But I mean, uh, Kirby the Ghost uh, from the video. Oh, nice. Game. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping the Kirby connection. Yep. <laughs> yep same same first name if you could change any tv show by making the lead character a baby but the plot stays the same which character would you change i it's weird i don't even watch i haven't even wa- i've watched maybe one or two episodes of this show but I'm not sure, i should come up with one that i've seen a lot of um because i was thinking of that kevin spacey uh political drama the house of cards Yeah, i was thinking house of cards if kevin spacey was a baby um but uh what's something that i really watched and oh um uh, secession. I, I would. Oh, is that is, oh, no, succession? Like, sorry, succession. Yeah. Sorry, I guess keep thinking about the uh, the insurrection. Um, <laughs> yes, I, w- I would do uh, I would do succession with Brian Cox as a baby. Brian Cox as the baby, love yeah. it. Just an angry baby, and he basically is just this angry baby yelling at everybody around him. The last truly great thing you watched. Hmm. I really enjoyed this kung fu movie I saw recently called Fury. It's a Vietnamese kung fu movie about a mom who is a debt collector in Vietnam uh, and happens cool. to be a very skilled sure. kung fu as, as, master. As one is. Yeah. And of course, her uh, daughter is kidnapped and she kicks a lot of ass. That sounds awesome. Uh, your final speed round question. What's your favorite post-apocalypse? Mm, that's a good question. I do really like Why the Last Man. 
Hell yeah. It's, in theory, finally becoming a TV show. But they've said that for 15 years. We'll, we'll see, what, see happens. what happens. It's a great story. Yeah. And it's such a specific one. Which oh, is part yeah. of what makes it cool, it's right? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I love the, the, high, the high concept of it. Is it doesn't feel uh, fake. It just it works. Yeah. Good answer. All right. Question for the next guest. Okay. So the previous guest asked beard or no beard. Um, gosh. I've also gotten, just so you know, uh, in an interview that has not come out yet, but the, the actual first guest I interviewed, theirs was how has the last year changed you as a human being? So it really ranges oh, wow. uh, from frivolous to look in the mirror kind of questions. Okay. Um, how important is it to have a active sexual imagination i like that a lot finally and then i'll let you go where can everybody find your shit great question the easiest answer is kevinplease.com <laughs> and it's just k-e-v-i-n-p-l-e-a-s-e and it will take you to my link tree which has branches to all the i think the top one is to hellgate city companion the podcast and then my stand-up uh and all the social media nice and hellgate city is on all pod catchers right that's right it, we just got on to pandora but yeah nice. other than that it's on all the other major platforms and you can go directly to that going to hellgatecity.com awesome kevin thank you so much it was great to see you man likewise thanks for having me We are back from the interview, back in your pop filter studios. Mike, great interview. Thank you. Great job, my friend. Um, You did so good at that. I'm going to trust you with this one, okay, Mike? You can do websites this week. I believe in you. Let's hear them. What an honor. You should go to yourpopfilter.com to get everything we put out into the world. Throw a little slash Amazon on the end of it. That is how you shop now. Bookmark it. It takes you to Amazon, but it helps us. It fucks Jeff Bezos over somehow. Then go to patreon.com slash yearpopfilter. We put out even more content every week. If you get a little something, something, we'll give you a little something, something. Patreon.com slash yearpopfilter. A little something, something. We also have some shows if you're looking for an extra little something, something. Ryan, can you tell us about those shows? You're listening to the Superhero Show Show, only on every single podcatcher there is. Yeah, that's how popular we are. Uh, if you like this shit, why don't you check out other shit? Namely, Movie of the Year, the only podcast on the internet that has the signs of the screaming and the me and the mic. And may I just say, a birthday boy, Greg, to figure out what is the greatest movie of any given year. And then there is The Unnatural 20s, where they don't talk about movies, except they still have a podcast, which I guess is legal. It's, it's Can you allowed. Do that? It's somewhat allowed. I think so we it's all- like also there's no boys on your podcast. So yeah, you know, it's not it's half of a podcast. It's not even real. Half point. Half point. <laughs> um we also do have we have another one in the family, don't we? G- doing bits. Doing bits. It's out. It's real. It's live. You can go listen to the first four episodes on Spotify. We are not famous enough to be on all podcatchers right now. We are on Spotify going through week by week of the UK season of Love Island. God, I do have to I do have to say I have not listened to them. You're a good friend. 
it's a Spotify exclusive, so you know he's got to get Spotify to do it. So, um, we're also on social media at Your Pop Filter. Go ahead and reach out. Also, follow it's good content up on there. We got an email contact at Your Pop Filter. Uh, email us whatever you want. If you're watching these shows, shows send us your opinions. Next week we got a big ol' episode because the Flash makes it to 150 episodes. You guys, it's a big one. We're gonna cover it, and X Taz season two celebration continues. It will forever continue. Oh, and Black Widow. And Black Widow. We will be talking about the movie, The Black Widow. Uh, but that is it for this week for Mike. I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I am me. And for me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.